Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Murder and Mediumship. I know that you all know we're taking a little bit of a break from true crime and seeing where the show is going and its direction in general. This episode starts off with an affirmation practice with a good friend of mine, dream interpreter and coach Ricardo Pais. And if you have the ability to sit for for just a moment, I, I don't even think it's a full minute, and just listen peacefully and repeat the affirmations along with us, it'll help you find yourself in a calmer and also simultaneously more energized space. So if you have the time for it, you have the space for it, sit with your headphones and join us for our affirmations. Otherwise, set aside a couple of seconds later today to partake in it and just listen for now and enjoy the episode. I'm really looking forward to feedback on the direction of the show. So if you have anything to say, please, please send me a DM on Instagram. You know that everything is always linked in the show notes and enjoy today's episode. Okay. So I'd like you to like give yourself permission to either close your eyes or keep them open, whatever makes you feel more relaxed and to just sense your shoulders whenever you are available to. <laughs> okay. But if I fall asleep, you better yell really loud. Okay. I'll do one of my like weird voices because you know I can. Okay. <laughs> so just uh, take a deep breath through your nostrils. Just sense the air moving through your nostrils and kind of like circling into your chest. Give your belly permission to swell as you breathe in and just relax even more as you breathe out. Like all of this is about giving yourself and your body permission to be natural. Right. And if you can include an intention as you're breathing in is you're being gently loving towards your body, your vessel and your own mind. Okay. You're creating an energetic safe space within you so that um, any decisions you make, any words you choose to speak and utter, they're going to be for your highest good. So just take a few more breaths and then let's do a couple of affirmations. Is that okay? Let's go. <laughs> Please say it along as like shadowing or after I say it. Okay. So I'm just going to be just a few and afterwards, tell me how they made you feel. Even if they made you feel uncomfortable or if they didn't really resonate with you, like honesty is key, obviously. So take a deep breath. And when you're ready, repeat after me. I am increasingly magnetic to true, authentic and healthy relationships. I am increasingly magnetic to true, healthy, and authentic relationships. I am increasingly magnetic to health, regeneration, and well-being. I am increasingly magnetic to health, regeneration, and well-being. I am increasingly magnetic to the communities I share intersections with. I am increasingly magnetic to the communities I serve intersections with. I am increasingly magnetic to my clients and preferred customers. I am increasingly magnetic to my clients and preferred customers. I am increasingly magnetic to fitness, health, and joy. I am increasingly magnetic to fitness, health, and joy. Why am I increasingly magnetic? Why am I increasingly magnetic? So let this question sit with you and whatever answer showed up, as ridiculous as it may seem, let it be. May I share um, it? Of course, this is your, this is your session. So, <laughs> because I am and I deserve to be. Yeah. Well, everybody, what you just heard was my good friend Ricardo and I going through a series of affirmations that he sprung on me when I sprung recording on him, and uh, 
whole lot of springing over here this morning. Um, Ricardo, tell me what the intention was behind that because I feel lighter. And to be fair, I, I frequently feel lighter after connecting with you. That's, you're one of my go-to people for making myself to help me feel better and collect my thoughts. Um, so what was the intention behind that? What was your goal there? First of all, I'm fangirling here. So give me a moment to collect myself because it just like hit me with a, you know, a ton of loving bricks. So thank you. It's an honor. Collect them. And, and it's a huge privilege. Um, both with you as a friend and on occasion as a client, you know, like this intimacy, the privacy and the safe space that we create with each other is sacred to me. And it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like something that is, I don't know what the word is right now, <laughs> uh, neurodivergent brain kicking in. Uh, but it's, it's a staple. It's a staple of mm-hmm. who I am as a person and as a practitioner. It's like sacred, safe space, first and foremost. And so what we did here was a very short and apparently effective exercise in energetic hygiene, which is to create a moment of clarity and gentleness with yourself of self validation but also creating an energetic flow that uplifts you and that brings you to a level where you validate yourself, where you open yourself to the possibility of positive things coming your way, not just because you're reaching out, but because you are in the same vibration. So allowing this gentleness and this affection towards yourself to be and to happen uh, from within your body to your externalized words is just a way of like setting up your mind to a place of like self-assertiveness that is not, sorry, self-assertiveness that is not aggressiveness, that is just peaceful, self-contained, but shining. No, that's perfect. That okay. I, I needed that this morning, which I'm sure you knew. Um, a lot of people ask before we ADD off here, let me know how. <laughs> How it is that you define yourself in the work that you do now, because it has shifted a lot since the first time you've been on the show. And even right now, this episode is coming out on murder and mediumship, which is in the middle of a rebrand and a name change. And a lot of things are going on. And what we're talking about today is energetic hygiene. That was a perfect little caveat into that and the introduction that nobody asked for, but everybody needed. I'm telling you right now. So (laughs) what, um, how do you define the work that you do? I, I think. I will stick to something that one of our common friends has like tagged me with. I'm a hype man and I am. And I, the work that I do as a dream interpreter, as a psychic medium, as a manifestation partner, which is something I can tap into a little later in the conversation is all about seeing you using my intuition to connect with you, to listen to you, to actively listen to you because it's something I actually love doing. And Use whatever information you've directly given me and the intuitive information that I'm getting to reverse script, to reframe, and to remind you of blind spots that lift you even higher than you possibly hope to be lifted. So I'm always in the business and in the relationships of uplifting the people that choose to welcome me in their safe space. That's a beautiful description of what you do. And I think that's the most accurate description I've heard in a long time. When I first met Ricardo, um, he was working pretty much strictly as a dream interpreter and working a little bit on psychic mediumship skills and abilities, and which he's very intuitive, as I will get into in a moment. But Ricardo is on here to, you know, honestly, like kind of guest co-host today because we are we were talking about energetic hygiene, he and I both for a very long time. And 
this he is a huge person beyond beyond the scene and beyond the behind the scenes beyond the scenes i'm only on cup of coffee number two uh, <laughs> one and a half so <laughs> we need a little help here still um <laughs> you're not a coffee drinker though correct i'm not i'm not yeah. like my 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 heart is regaining strength to be able to handle co- coffee and caffeine. I don't think it's a bad thing to not drink it. To be honest, it's probably a better thing. But I'm already anyway, hyper without it. So you are. I digress, though. So we've been talking about for weeks, months, probably really, even maybe the better part of the last year about mm-hmm. energy and the the work that was going into murder and mediumship and taking better care of my own energetic hygiene. And as someone who thought that they really had it nailed down. Mm-hmm. I did not have it nailed down. And part of, well, you're, I see you making a face. If, I know you guys can't see them. I had it nailed down for a long time and it shifted and I didn't adjust to the shift as well as I would have liked to. And it was time to release the murder part of the show. However, the energetic hygiene that goes into basic spirituality that uh, stands behind like how to even connect with not even as a psychic or as a medium, but for anyone who's listening, who is just having daily interactions with people, mm-hmm. energetic hygiene is huge. And oh, it yeah. goes far beyond doing what we do, which is in the arena of coaching and intuitive work. It's your everyday care. It's it's the mental health, the physical health, the spiritual health that we it's need to brushing, pay better attention to. It, it's brushing your energetic body's teeth. <laughs> it's yeah, just, it's that's like perfect. That. Yeah. <laughs> Getting the tomato sauce off the teeth, right? Um, <laughs> God, yes, calling me out on my lunch. <laughs> <laughs> that experience in the very beginning, if you didn't close your eyes and play along with us with the affirmations, I would encourage you to, maybe I'll chop them off and put them at the end of the episode as well so people can go back in and do that. But it's really, it's it's affirmations like that that are number one, going to help you put it in the forefront of your mind, the things that you're trying to focus on. And that is, I guess, more in the way of manifestation, but basic energetic hygiene. Mm-hmm. I mean, what comes to mind for you when you think about that? What does that phrase mean to you? Well, with my Reiki practitioner uh, background, I'm, I'm not actively practicing Reiki uh, at the moment. Uh, but with my Reiki practitioner um, background, if you don't do energetic hygiene, your ego gets in the way. It's not the possible. It's not a possibility. It's inevitable. So if you're not uh, intentional and if you're not uh, consistent with any kind of energetic hygiene practice, even if it's just affirmations at the beginning of the day to set your mental space, um, you are putting yourself in a vulnerable position to fail the people you want to serve with whatever you are bringing to the and scene. And yourself. Yes, whether you're a teacher, whether you're an energetic healer, whatever, whether you work in government, whatever it is, it's really important to bring it to the fore that energetic and uh, emotional and psychological hygiene is as important as really brushing your teeth. This is why people like Mel Robbins, I don't know if you know Mel Robbins from the five second rule. Yes. She's not at all like a woo-woo kind of person. And the five second rule journal, which is something that she created years ago is a really good journal. I don't know if the PDF is still available online or not, but it's a really good way to start your day, like to create a safe space for yourself for five minutes where no one is interrupting you and you see what you have to do for your day, but it's a different way of being present with yourself. So that's just one idea and it's one technique, whatever. What does it mean? Just to backtrack though, what does it mean to people who don't understand like what the ego is, who are really fresh on the scene of getting into their spiritual work? 
So when I referred oh. to ego um, back there, I wasn't talking about like just general ego. I was talking about the competitiveness in us, the the fear, the lack mentality with, with which we so often can approach the world as we see all of its manifestations around us. Like whether it's someone grumpy in public transport or someone you have to tend to and they're not being the most polite or kind, uh, you know, all of this, we can really revert back to not the monkey mind, but the competitive, like, Hey, I'm just going to slap you back. You know what I mean? Yep. And so that's the kind of ego I'm referring to. In fact, ego is a very essential part of our journey as human beings. And so I think it's really dangerous. And so that's why I'm making this disclaimer here about what kind of ego I was referring to, because our ego is a part of our guiding system, just as intuition is. It has a role. It has a very positive role. And it's when it's healthy and there's energetic hygiene, it's an excellent servant to our purposes in life. Energetic hygiene in yes. general, though. Yeah. What does that mean to you? And in, in like a, a morning to night kind of way, what would a daily routine of energetic hygiene, if, if you could share yours and I'll share mine. So you show me yours, I'll show you mine. And then... Everyone will have a better understanding of well, what it means for different people. People can see the face I just did. So I was talking about like my background as a Reiki practitioner because we work directly with energies and it's really important to discern what it is your ego going into a Reiki session or an energetic healing session and what is not or what is like your client's highest good and how open you are to actually communicating with spiritual guides and Reiki guides. For many years, I was confused because we're constantly growing. And there's something I want to like tap back into and something you said earlier um, about like having it, having it together with your like hygiene and we'll get back to that. So what I've come to realize is that before we call it energetic hygiene or before we like put the stigma or the label of woo-woo energetic hygiene. I think it's really important to go back to these words that I used in the beginning of our recording with the exercise, which is creating a mental and emotional safe space within your own self so that you can be true to yourself. And however you interact with the world around you, even if you can't say it to their face a hundred percent, you're standing your own ground and holding space for yourself to be or to walk away if necessary. And it's not walk away like from a relationship necessarily or from a situation. It can be just walk away from a dialogue that is not really going well. And, you know, like I also want to remind people that all of this is process. It's not, I am doing this today and I will do this thing every day. And it has to work because we're not machines. It will not work equally every day. And this is how I'm going to segue back into something you said earlier about your own routine and about your own flow and how you thought you had it together. And then you were not, and you felt like you were failing. This is the same thing about intuition, which is if you're not giving yourself the freedom to make mistakes, to actually make mistakes as you're working with your intuition, you're not, you're actually not doing it right. <laughs> because I know you're learn, right. Right. Like you're, we're living a human life. Okay. We are human beings or we are spirit in human bodies. And these are the tools we're given and intuition and psychic abilities are part of the tools we're given. And and so, like, if you're not giving yourself permission as you learn to walk, to make mistakes, to stumble, and if you don't have an analogous permission or availability within yourself to make mistakes and not really get it fully right a few times until you learn how to actually walk the walk, 
then you're you're failing yourself because you're setting up to be right at first, which is the wrong way of learning anything in life. And I also come from a teaching background. So like in Japan, a lot of people learn English and they try not to speak English at first. They want to read, they want to write, and they want to learn it. They want to have a lot of input first so that when they finally do it, they do it right. But that's not how children learn how to speak. That's not how children learn how to connect with languages at all. It's actually by babbling and and making mistakes and sounding goofy to adults. You know what I mean? It's by allowing yourself to make the mistakes, but going forward anyway, that you consolidate your confidence and that muscle that you need for your energetic, your mental, your emotional hygiene to be more vibrant and more flexible. That's the point. It needs to be flexible so that the exercise for um, energetic hygiene that worked for you yesterday morning might not work for you today in the morning, might only work for you in the evening as you close down. So rather than give you like a template of things that I do to keep my energetic hygiene going and functional and serving me, I'd, I'd rather offer a mindset so that sure. each, so that each person that doesn't even know what to do can understand the principles they can start with, which is self-allowance for mistakes, emotional safe space to be who they are, and leeway to react and to respond to things naturally. Because we are all imperfect, we all carry our own burdens, and it's it should be okay for people to... Like not be perfect, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean, uh, and and yeah. not just relationships, and but like to just not we the demand we sometimes put in others reflects an intolerance we have towards ourselves, and I think it's important to like just relax that nerve a little bit. And so uh, something I do in the morning is allow myself to laugh at myself. If I was recently interviewed for another podcast called Viable Magic, and I, it's by Christina Bunker uh, and Perry Higgins. I hope I got that name right. And they're super cool. And they that's one of the ways I bring up magic in my life, or the sense of magic is laughing at myself. Because uh, I see myself as a Muppet, and so I always play a little bit. And other things that I do is to realize as I interact with people, whether I am saying certain things or engaging certain conversations and allowing certain conversations or tolerating certain conversations to go a certain way because I am safe within myself or because I feel like I need to cater to the social environment I'm in. And for many people who are empaths or empathic and who are untrained intuitives, this might be something that really uh, lights up a bulb because we so often it's just that like when we find ourselves in like group envir uh, environments or even just with another person and the conversation is going in a way and we don't we instinctively or intuitively feel like it's not going into a healthy place but we don't really know how to assert it this type of exercise allows us to at least know and confirm within ourselves that Wait, I'm about, I'm about these sets of values. I'm about these sets of principles and I get to control how I respond or how I interact in this conversation. So even if the other person is dominating the conversation, I get to still be who I am. And so I get to respond or I can even try to bring the conversation towards a more favorable ground or a more or a less aggressive or negative thing to like boil that down to like really layman's terms there. 
Because that was a lot. <laughs> it, but that's okay. That's okay. Because what you said was really valuable. When you are talking about energetic hygiene in the way of like what you just said about bringing the conversation back or like knowing how you can respond and it's safe to still be yourself in these conversations. Mm-hmm. It's essentially boundaries that you're creating with other people and with yourself. So if you're living in the United States or if you watch even a little bit of news, then just like you know that a lot of people are very politically divided here. And there are a lot of conversations that come up that are very triggering for other people and oftentimes within our own families, right? And our own friend circles. And it can be really, really gear grinding. I don't know how to say that nicely, but knowing like a good energetic hygiene practice in this instance is Mm -hmm. to be able to say like, I love that your beliefs are so strong or that these are your convictions, but (laughs) I (laughs) passive aggressive. You're an asshole, but I love how your beliefs are so strong. (laughs) What is the people are saying now? I love that for you. Um, Yeah, It's like like the new way of saying bless your, bless your soul or bless your heart. heart. Yeah. Yeah. The southern yeah. thing, right? Bless yeah, your yeah. heart. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it's it's totally don't take my my words verbatim because tact is not one of my strong suits, and I'm not saying that as a dig toward myself. It's just the <laughs> truth. I have my resources to say. How do I say this nicely? <laughs> so if you are in a conversation that doesn't fit your energetic, uh, mm-hmm. like if it doesn't fit how you want to feel, you're allowed to say, you know what, can we talk about this at a different time? Or I don't really have the mental capacity to have this conversation right now. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is that you need to excuse yourself. If you're me, find find one of your kids really fast and be like, oh crap, did you just trip and fall? Let me go help you or, or whatever it is that you need to do to excuse yourself from the conversation. Do yeah. so. That's a good energetic hygiene practice, setting boundaries in a, in a polite way. <laughs> Definitely not my way. Oh, no, I love it. Like I, <laughs> to be a fly in whatever room you walk into. Oh, <laughs> the thing is, if it's a one-on-one conversation, it's definitely more difficult to navigate because it's so easy to fall into du- duality of you're wrong and I'm right. Right. Uh-huh. But keeping that flexible mindset is like, I understand you and I have different values. Like you don't have to say it like this because this is so like almost like therapizing, but like having an understanding that people have different values um, and allowing them to finish the sentence and say, okay, I know that if I continue this conversation right now, it's going yeah. to degrade into an argument mm-hmm. and you don't even need to say it. Uh, you can just like actually say, okay, I can't talk about this anymore and walk yeah. away. And so one-on-one conversations, it's a lot easier as soon as it's like three people, because there's the the leeway of triangulation, which is... You can walk away? No, you can just... <laughs> That's, no, you're grow, right. You're right. No, you can simply grow silent mm-hmm. because your silence always speaks volumes as well. Right. So recently I was at, at the gym and there was someone saying a lot of really inappropriate comments and we were all training and in between sets... um this person was making inappropriate comments and I was like, I'm not engaging with this. Like I'm not, I'm not feeding this type of conversation because it's very inappropriate. It's very sexist. Uh, they were making comments about women. Um, and one of them, at the gym, I'm shocked, but I was just not in it because I was there to train. I wasn't there to just distract myself with like small talk. Cause you know me, I hate small talk like mm-hmm. i will it's like if there's small talk going on i i'm off 
Yes. I'm, I go away into the Trident Tales world or whatever, <laughs> you know, like I'm out, Gone. I'm out of here. Same. And, and, and when it's conversation that is just being held so that someone's ego feels good about something that they're trying to cover up, you know, I, it was, I just felt like the vibe was off for me. And I was like, I'm not going to partake in this. So I just kept on training. I made myself silent. I was still in the physical vicinity, but the conversation died off because the other person was, not having it either or because they understood that, that like this guy's being inappropriate this other guy is not even engaging it not even like keeping an eye contact and for us empaths it's really important that if something is really triggering your senses not your emotions your senses breaking eye contact is one of the first things you do to like just pr protect your energy break eye contact you spoke yeah. about this in a recent episode too it's breaking really eye contact is it's I'm glad you said that. It just came up with a friend earlier this week um, about eyes being the window to the soul. And there's yeah. a lot of, you think about the people who you see, who you know are like convicted pedophiles or something. You look into their eyes and you feel sick, right? Maybe yeah. before you even know that that's what their picture's being blasted on the news for, or, or you walk past someone on the street and you make eye contact and you get those chills. Um, <clears throat> it's really important that you, I feel as someone who's very energetically in tune, do not make eye contact with just every person you meet. And, and there's, because yep. you can, you can feel that sadness. You can feel that despair. You can feel anger. You can feel and your just general really ick. kick in. Yeah. But it's like, we're so programmed to just like be social. And like, I'm looking at the camera right now. People don't see me, but like, like eye contact in nature is usually connected with aggression. Yeah. And it's it like usually eye contact um, that expresses affection and safe space is something that happens in between species that have symbiotic relationships. So it's something that we've developed culturally and socially as mammals. Um, but it's also something that happens between us and cats, us and dogs and some other pets, you know, like it's, it is only positive and affectionate once you have a trusting relationship. Yes. And that's the principle of it is the trust. If there mm -hmm. is no trust, if you can't feel safe, Unless you're going to intentionally engage in like aggressive interaction with the person, probably just don't, don't stare into their face. Don't soul. hold it. Yeah, exactly. You're absolutely right because it's, it's almost, I know that's something that I do myself when I meet someone, I search their eyes and that's how I know if I want to be in their presence or not. It's that simple. And as far as I'm concerned, it, it really is. The, the thing, the thing on the other hand of what I was saying is like, don't live your life avoiding people's gaze. Like looking at people's eyes is important to gauge whether you're safe with them or not. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's the staring, it's the holding the eye contact that can be awkward. <laughs> it can be like, it can be funny, but like it, it can be very confrontational as well. So unless you're like, staring into the void and like you're not even there and someone feels like you're looking at them and you're not even registering them that's yes. like a completely different thing because mm -hmm. us neurodivergent people will look into the void oh yeah i know except when we're driving Wes yeah not good wesley and i my <laughs> oldest son and i will often go like hey where'd you go <laughs> to each other exactly. because we know yeah. it i call him out on it and i'm like hey you out in space he's like yeah <laughs> He knows. Um, and what you're saying though, you just triggered a, like a thought for me about eye contact like that. I've oh, realized that I make it yeah. a point 
to make eye contact with someone and mm-hmm. try to hold it. But in my head, I've always been like, am I making too much? Am I not making enough? And it's yeah. like a masking, right? Yeah. You're trying to gauge it because your energy wants to avert your eyes or it doesn't feel comfortable with that person. However, for me with dominance, and I kid you not, I know with my husband's boss, when I met him, I felt that I didn't like him, but mm-hmm. I, I don't like to kowtow my energy or my physical body to anyone who I feel is um, kind of running their show based on being imposing to other mm-hmm. people or, or like, like lording over them. Right. So I like to shake the hand and really stare just a little too long to let them know. Standing your ground. That's that making an assertion. You're it. not being aggressive. Yeah. You're mm, being assertive. I might be being a little aggressive sometimes. Oh, like, the DB, it, yes, it might, it might be just being like personally, I know occasionally. Are we supposed to be bland? No. No. And it feels good to say or stand down, right? Even if it is just with your eyes. But anyway, uh, mm. not the point. In my mind, I'm like bewitched. All I have to do is like twitch my nose and make everything appear or disappear. <laughs> but anyway. You're such um, a powerful manifester. I know. So uh, this next episode, learning how to disappear people using the twitch of my nose. Or turn them into frogs or pigs. Yeah, exactly. Energetic practice, energetic um, maintenance. Mm-hmm. When you're talking about how to keep yourself at a at like a, a not like ground zero basic level like what is the word i'm looking like for like a thermostat a baseline you know, like just in balance. yeah 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 so for me i have daily practices and one thing that i think a lot of people don't like to hear about taking good care of yourself energetically and i cringe even saying this because i know i'm someone who just stepped into this a little bit more with uh the the calendar hitting 2023 watching the food you're eating is going to make a huge difference in how you feel not just your physical energy levels, but the energy around you and, and all of that, it makes a massive difference. I feel like a new human with the amount of, of good eating I've been doing mm-hmm. lately in the last three months. It's massive. And then second to that, this is like literally, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, like start your day with a healthy breakfast, not just a muffin. It's going to make a huge difference. Yep. Take your walk in the morning if you can. Get that sunlight on your face. And I know, I know, I know, I know. Just yesterday I was on the phone with Ricardo and I was like, it is so cold. I have to go home. I can't, I can't stay out here in this cold and the wind. But so it didn't last out. long. I did still go out. Yep. It didn't last long. I did get outside to play with the kids later for like a, a good couple of hours. So it like, I still got that energy, um, that sunlight, but getting outside. Taking good care of the food that you're eating, what you're consuming with your your physical body, what is going into your stomach, it makes a massive difference. The people you surround yourself with, I know we all have a, a lot. Of, yes, we have a lot of people have friends that go back a very long time who just don't quite jive with their energy anymore. And I was mm-hmm. listening to an audible this morning talking about how as you go through these periods of growth and change, it's very common that the people around you have to switch. You kind of have to do like a a scene change with all of the characters and everything, because if you don't, it's easy to backslide back into who you used to be or to feel like you're completely not in alignment with these people. Right. It's it's so interesting that you say that. And I love that our conversations are so organic and we get to veer off in tangents, but always come back to the points we we were actually making. So there's a lot of conflict in our families and and like just generally speaking. But one of the things that I've always been adamant about in my own experience is that if I have to make a very kind of like dramatic shift in my life, I moved from Portugal to the Netherlands and from the Netherlands back to Portugal and then from Portugal to Japan. And now I'm back in Portugal. Um, the, 
the thing is, for me, I always made a point of these changes, even though whatever reasons there may have been, they were not made because of conflict. So many people are attached to the idea that for them to break away, they have to break up. Yes. You see what I mean? Yes. And for some, yes. for you to gain distance from someone, whether you like, you might even still love these people, but loving or having love for someone and creating space for your life to be yours in how you want it to be more than you want to cater to whatever dynamic was happening in the past, this person will inevitably uh, walk back into your life unless you really have like a huge conflict. But if there's no conflict, you can choose to embrace, like positively, intentionally embrace your life and the future you want for yourself and just lose focus. Just mm -hmm. try to lose focus on that person, that dynamic, and especially your idea of what they think of you. This, I think this is a really important point. Okay. You're, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And it, it circles back to, to ending conversations that you, that aren't in alignment with you. These people, like, uh, for instance, I have a brother who is very politically different minded than I am very much, very much different. And I will say to him when these conversations start, it's very simple. I say, I love you and I don't want to argue with you. Can we not talk about this? That simple, done. And he'll huff a little bit and he'll puff a little bit because it's just his, it's just his way. And we will reconnect as humans on a different mm -hmm. level, whether it's yeah. our kids or what like everyone's eating, what we're talking about, any kind of like TV show you're watching, whatever it is that we can reconnect on, even some of the deeper spiritual work, but we can't touch that topic. Yeah. And it, it's not because it has nothing to do with like converting someone's beliefs. It's just taking this, this piece of someone else, respecting who they are and where they are. And you don't have to agree with it, but you can't in the same way that you don't want anyone to shift you. You can't be asking them. You can't expect to shift them. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolute sense. Like it, we shouldn't even try to be shifting anyone else. Mm -mm. You, you can't. The mean? best way to change people's minds about things, it's by living your life the way that you feel is right mm -hmm. and in alignment for you, and they'll witness how good it looks for you and how good it looks yeah. on you. And they might fall in line or to a similar practice. They might fall in line. Like, but when I say that, like it was such a vicious thing, they might fall into, into the, like a practice that gives them that same kind of peace. And mm -hmm. that's all that you can really hope for by yeah. living by example. Exactly. Um, and also this also has so much to do with like energetic health, which is, be as self-contained as you can be because the more you spread your attention and your energy towards like responding to this or that, like imagine a tweeter feed, right? You might want to engage in like an online argument, but like, is it really going to better your day? Are you really going to change minds? Are you just slapping someone because, you know, there's a slap to be slapped? Um, you know, <laughs> slap to be slapped. <laughs> you know, that's what I say. If, yeah. Like just because you have a jar in your dispensary, doesn't mean you need to pick it up just because it's there, right? Just because something is available doesn't mean you have to use it or go there. Um, so be, be mindful of how you externalize yourself. And when I say externalize, it's not just the way you speak. It's how, like, I don't want you to be like a sergeant, you know, like being super strict with your own mind, but being mindful is being aware, allowing yourself to see what thoughts you're having, but also keeping in mind, like, is this really serving me at all? 
asking yourself questions, promoting this inner dialogue will better your dialogue with others. Inevitably. It's not, it's not always easy in the beginning and it feels really frustrating. It almost feels like you're censoring yourself, but you're, you're not, you're, you're going through this shift where you're just choosing differently and you're choosing better. And it feels weird at first, but the more you go through it, the more you ease yourself into it, Hmm. the more comfortable it is to choose better, choose different and have a different dialogue. And just like with, uh, like developing intuition, uh, just general uh, energetic health and hygiene, allow it to be clunky at first. I, you know, I had to use this word, allow it to be clunky at first, allow those mistakes to happen, allow the imperfect imperfection to exist, because it's not about it being perfect right here, right now. It's about like, a swimmer in the ocean is not going to swim the swim the same way they swim in a swimming pool. Yep. They're going to adjust to the current. They're going to adjust to the temperature. There's going to be differences. So allow yourself to little, literally navigate things as they show up and allow and give yourself permission to avert certain things because you can. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention about like the kind of political thing, because this is also very related to energetic hygiene is even though taking your example, you and your brother are apparently in political extreme opposites. Okay. So the reality is that there is a cultural mindset of the teams. It's team A, team B. They're going to bash against each other. It's like the, the soccer, football, baseball, basketball. The thing is, in reality, there are no two teams. It's really important more and more every day for us to allow nuance in our lives, especially in our own energy. So if we're talking about politics, it's important to see and to remember that even though this sounds like a platitude, it's not, there is more in common between us than what puts us or pits us against each other. Exactly. And and so I think it's a, a great reminder that first and foremost, we're human, we're connected and and. In general, we all have the same people taking advantage of us in terms of like mass collective. It mm-hmm. seems like they're in different teams, but it's still Pepsi and Coca-Cola. It's still right. the same stuff, you know? Right. <laughs> so, so remember that the nuance is important and that the quality of your direct interactions and relationships, because they're not one and the same, depends on how you choose to navigate it. So just that little note on slightly political things, but it has a lot to do with your energy and how you stand and what you stand for. And with how you interact with people on so many other topics. It's not just political. That's just an example. Um, If you could give anyone one piece of advice, Mm -hmm. this is a question that I got two or three times yesterday on a TikTok live I was doing. What is one thing that you can really do to shift your energy for the day when you feel like you're having a shit day? What's one of your go-tos? You had a workshop recently and I was a part of it. It was an honor and a huge gift. And you you told me something directly that I've implemented since. And it has literally been present at every little shift that I'm experiencing in my life right now, which is what you just did. I hold myself. And if I'm in public and hugging myself in public isn't, you know, appropriate, I will. So I will gently touch like the skin of my hand and remind myself it's safe for me Mm -hmm. to be, or it's safe to whatever affirmation lifts you up, even just a tiny bit. Um, 
because this is not about being right over someone else. It's about, oh, I am sensing that it's not safe for me to be or do something. I'm the one in my mind allowing that to be. So I'm going to create more space for what makes me feel safe and what's healthy. So that's like physical touch. I think it's very important because I know a lot of people don't really connect through physical touch, but being in touch with yourself is really important. I think they do, but they've lost sight of how to. And that is definitely a different, that's a conversation. That's a whole episode right there. Um, but that's a, that's a phenomenal point. Actually, I love that you brought that up and that you took that from my workshop. Just last night, I was looking through the selection of like yoga videos and I have like two or three instructors that I really, really like to follow on Peloton. And if you're on Peloton, I will tell you one of them is Kira Michael. One of them is, I can't remember their name. So I'll, I'll have to post it in the show notes for you if you're actually interested. And then the other is Chelsea Jackson Roberts. And she, in her practice, always gives self-love hugs when you're in a warrior two position, right? Those self-love hugs, I sought her out just because I know she incorporates those into just about every single um practice that she does, regardless of if it's a five-minute video or like mm-hmm. a 35-minute video. Yeah. I'm going to get those hugs. And it's it's absolutely a huge shift for me energetically to have that. My little tip for shifting the energy for the day. And again, you guys, I say this all the time. Simplicity is best. It really, really is. Ricardo's example, super simple. Give yourself a hug. Really squeeze yourself. Let yourself know like this is safe. This is okay. Rub your hands up and down your arms. It really shifts the energy for you. It soothes your nervous system is what it's doing. For me, if I'm feeling really down and like a nap isn't a possibility, I'm kidding. A nap is always a possibility. But if you're really feeling it, um, what I, my go-to is music. So mm-hmm. lately it's been like nineties, um, alternative punk or something like that. Yeah. Just, to, <laughs> it's so good sure. just to like be able to like kick around and dance and sing and act like, like a complete fool yes. just to shift your energy. And it feels so good. And I tell you what, a couple years ago over the summer, when my husband was deployed, my boys and I would start every single day with the dance party in the kitchen. And my coffee loving ass did not have a cup until about noon because I was mm. waking myself up and feeling that energy enough with just the dance party. We would sing, we would dance. My son was like getting down to Backstreet Boys left and right. Oh my God. I have so many Great. videos of it. It's so good. And we felt incredible. So that is always a go-to shift for us. And even now my middle child will be like, can we have a dance party when he's feeling kind of shitty, which is awesome because he because knows he's calling for yep. it. Yeah. Yes. His body oh. wants it because he knows it's going to make him feel better. So my advice is to dance and sing, even if you're bad at it, because I am tone deaf and I have two left feet, but it feels good to move your body into sing. But be proud at being bad at it. Like, just at, yeah, just like, right? at that, like, just be proud of being bad at it. Like, that's the whole thing. Like, remember that I laugh at myself. Like, it's one of the things I do for yes. my energetic uh, hygiene. And that's part of it, too. It is. Finding that laughter. And if that's going to fail you and you are a dog lover, much like we are, I like to go to TikTok and find some cute dog videos. That always makes me feel better. Yes. It really does. Or honestly, God, and this is like, oh, it's God. almost embarrassing, but watching the goats scream <laughs> <laughs> always makes me laugh so hard because it's so yes. stupid. <laughs> but grumpy, but grumpy anything, huskies are awesome. Grumpy huskies, yes. I, huskies have got to be up there with like, an animal I need to connect with because I so relate to them. Well, Ricardo, where can people find you if they want to get in touch with you and see more about the work that you do? Okay. So I'm going to like really compress this, this part, which is 
You can find me as a practitioner on Path of Inner Peace on Instagram. And you can connect with me there as a client through DMs for dream interpretation, dream journaling, um, tutorials or, or sessions to learn how to interpret your dreams, um, mediumship connection, and something that is not on the page yet, but is going to be. It's the dig. So dream interpretation group, it's a safe, a sacred safe space circle where people come. I interpret their dreams, but at the same time, I'm teaching them how to interpret their dreams and how to be more acquainted with dream interpretation and journaling there. And then there's the other one, which is something I'm really excited about. So earlier I said that I'm a manifestation partner. You see, I, I, my version of coaching isn't so much coaching as it more of like, I accompany you. I am your partner. And there's very little difference hierarchically. Okay. So that's why I call myself a partner. And so as a manifestation partner, I'm going to open another circle, which is the prosper us circle. So prosper hyphen or prosper space us. So the prosperous uh, circle, it's a play on the word prosperous the adjective and the imperative verb to like let's prosperous which is a very sacred safe space circle where people people give themselves permission to dare to wish outrageously and to bring those things and those words and those wishes into physical reality even if it's just in that circle because it's in the art of allowance and the art of like by giving yourself permission to even feel excited about it to cut that mental censorship that so many of us that are trying to reach out for a better life feel or sense when we're trying to do something. So dig, because if I said the dream interpretation circle, the acronym would just sound a little punny. I like it. <laughs> I like it too. But like, so dig the dream interpretation group, watch out for stories and posts on it because um like I'm working on the pricing of it because I want it to be accessible and the same thing for the prosperous circle because I want it to be accessible so that you never feel like you're defrauding yourself from something and you can actually build on your aspirations. So path of inner peace for intuitive and dream interpretation stuff on Instagram. Amazing. And I will link all of that in the show notes. Absolutely. And also the five second rule journal. If I find that online as a PDF, I will link that for you guys as well. And you know what? Thank you so much for being here and listening with us and being along for the silliness and and the good times. (laughs) This is a pretty typical conversation for us. Thanks for being on here with us, Ricardo. I love you. Thank you. 